ya jamás nuestras dos almas se separarán. You're tuned into this special Pirate Radio podcast series uh, called Sonic Street Technologies. It's part of the Amplify exhibitions taking place at the Tinsheds Gallery, University of Sydney. And um, I'm hosting uh, some conversations here as a researcher with Sonic Street Technologies um, Australia Research Project. Also, I have a background as a DJ, music producer. Um, so I'm speaking about a topic very close to my heart today, that is um, DJing and collecting records. And I have a very special guest here today, Juana. Um, if you could maybe, I know you have some, you have a DJ name, etc. You have your, <laughs> you know, your um, public uh, personality profile. Can you introduce yourself? Sure. So I am Juana, uh, but as of late, I've been called Foxy. But my full DJ name is Foxy Fuss. So, um, or well, that, that's been for some time now. And then as of late, I also added la. So the pronoun for female before that, just to give it a little bit of more spice. So, yeah, that's me. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> and um, how, how did you first start DJing? Let's get straight into it. Wow, that was, a, would have been maybe about more than eight years ago. I was, I used to go to these, uh, like, I guess, alternative night at Kelly's back in the day uh, called Take It or Leave It. And um, that's where I met a lot of my friends that are actually, that I, I grew up and I sort of like lived my 20s with. And um, it was a community that used to go and have a dance and the DJs were playing records. And it was quite interesting because it was the fact that they owned the song. And I was like, that's very beautiful. That's really nice to have. And then they invited me to go to this uh, Northern Soul night one night. And that was at Tatler's in, in um, where is it? What is the name of that? Well, Tatler's. Um, and we went there and the culture that it brought with the records and how these people were so passionate about what they were collecting and how much, I guess, money as well they were investing and how much research and how much knowledge they have of this music sort of like woke up like this, sort of like, I want to own the songs that I really like and that I really connect with in the dance floor because that's when I started to listen to Northern Soul and that's how I actually started to feel like I want to own these songs because they, they, they come straight into the heart and I want to be able to have them manually and just put them on. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess I asked you about how did you start DJing. It's totally connected to how did you first start collecting records? Yes. Because you've just told the story about <laughs> how you started collecting records and then DJing, it all came together at yes. the same time. Yeah, exactly. And, and um, I think you've also sort of answered my question about uh, why DJ with records, but do you want to elaborate a bit more? So DJing with records is... A, I am a very tactile person, so I am very creative. So I like to... I don't know, the, the sense of grabbing a record and seeing which song you want to put I don't know, it's it's a feeling that you don't get when you're doing, like for example, CDJs, because I've tried that before. And it's not as fun because I, I guess I try to do on CDJs some dark techno because that's like my other kind of like likes that I like. But, and I was like, if I'm gonna play some music, it has to be something electronic that you cannot maybe own in a record. So I feel like, okay, let's do this. So I started to do these um, and someone taught me as well to do drum and bass in CDJs. And that was interesting because you have to change it every 40 seconds, etc. But for example, playing the music that I play in a record, to put it in CDJs, 
it doesn't create the same magic that I have when I actually grab it from my box and I actually have it in my hands. It's not the same as pressing a button. And people might say that I'm a purist in relation to owning the record in that, but look, each to their own. I don't judge anyone who um, owns their music in MP3 or in records or whatever, because at the end of the day, it's music, and we should all be able to hear it, share it, and enjoy it. Mm -hmm. and, and how does your collection drive your DJing? Like, how do, do your records make you DJ certain things? Or Wow. Um, so, with DJing, it depends on which place I am DJing at. So there is the Foxy Fuzz and there is Foxy Fuzz and Discoteca Tropical. So I have different styles um, because I love collecting music that I can listen to while sitting in my sunroom or just sitting in my house where it's not necessarily pumping music for me to dance to but to actually sit down, enjoy and listen to. But then there is this other Foxy Fuzz that goes to Discoteca Tropical and she's got upbeat music and music that people want to dance to so it's not more it's, it's still listening music but it's got more of a beat to it so it just depends where I'm playing and if obviously if I have if I like a record and it's neither of them I will still buy it so it's more like where I go and get it I have like a certain thought of okay I'm gonna go today to the record shops and I need to buy for this specific event that I'm gonna be going to and then if I find something that I'm like oh I like this this rhythm and then maybe I can put it in this kind of like scenario then I will still buy it so I don't know it's luck <laughs> yeah so it's it's kind of um it, ev it evolves and, you, and it's sort of open to to new directions etc if you yeah. just stumble on something um but how do you know what's potentially works like how do you know what to collect well what's what do you have some sort of criteria or something that you if if I feel it and I'm like ooh, I would definitely dance to this and I just sort of like go and I'm like yeah this would go maybe with the song that I have that I really want to put or that I've put before and that's the same rhythm yeah I will buy it or if even if it's a song that just goes into my heart and I'm like it's a beautiful song that just makes me happy I will still buy it so it has to have a connection whether it makes me dance or it goes to my heart but I mean it also has to go to my heart anyway mm. and you mentioned before about you know listening a lot at home or um, or you know you have records you listen to more at home maybe than you DJ and, and you, on your Instagram you're very active in, in every week or most weeks presenting a track yeah can you tell us a bit how that's been received and what makes you choose certain tracks? And yes, yeah. so that was a project that I still do on and off uh, because the back of, like, you know, you, you see me presenting a song and talking about it, but the what comes with that is, like, I need to prepare about the song and the way that I choose the song is something that maybe, I don't know, I... It's, that's a very interesting question because that's never been asked before and I've never actually thought about it. But if I feel like it's right for the moment and it's not something that I have played before, something similar, then I will be drawn to that. Uh, or maybe it's a new record and I found this song and I'm like, whoa, I want to put this out there. Uh, but it all started in COVID because in COVID we were everyone in their houses 
I wanted to listen to some music, and that's when I started to really get into Latin music, the collection, because I was uh, collecting more soul, funk, disco, northern soul before that, but then in COVID, I needed to sort of like grab myself from my roots because I was losing my identity, and everyone was. So as a way of me actually even bringing joy or being able to connect with people because I was living by myself, I was able to do that by putting songs. So when I was putting those songs, I was seeing that people were actually embracing it and having a happy moment because they were like, well, okay, this chick is bringing me something that is making me dance. So I knew that I was being able to bring happiness to people and that's something that I really enjoy doing. So mm. Because people are obviously interacting, they're leaving comments and stuff. Yes. So, yeah. and, and I also make sure that I have like a nice dress or like I look nice or something like that because it's like, well, I mean, you can put videos of all the time, but let me put a bit of an effort on it. So, yeah. <laughs> it's like doing a gig, essentially. Exactly. Just, just one song gig. Yes, yeah. exactly. Just that one song Yeah, gig. And then obviously, um, for those who haven't uh, seen it or heard it yet, they give a bit of context. He talks, yeah. it's like presenting it like on a radio show or something. Yeah, because yeah. as a DJ, we also have the you know, we can we can share our music, but I think we also have if 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 you love music so much, you need to be able to share it and not just keep it to yourself. You need to be able to share the information that you have because all the work that the people that have put in the songs that you're playing, you should also be sharing that. And more information that is, I don't know, uh, the life of someone that has a struggle and now they're really great in their music and they have their, their, they're recognized for what they are, then you need to pay tribute to that, you know? And, and do, you, do you think of your um, collection as an archive? Yes, like, yeah, it's yeah. a library of deliciousness. <laughs> <laughs> so it's an archive of like what I like and maybe some um, periods in my life and special moments that I have. Because, for example, with the Northern Soul music, then I've got these songs that remind me of maybe a breakup or maybe a heartache or maybe the Latin music. I've got these songs, for example, the one that I played before uh, that is, you know, the Spanish version of Strangers in the Night. Uh, from Alfredo Linares, it's it's special for me because my dad was a very much of a fan of Frank Sinatra, and um, by finding, you know, the Spanish version of that, even the thought of it makes me makes my heart warm because my dad is not with us anymore, but it's a way that I can connect with him. So yeah, it's 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 an archive of special moments and people, places, and yeah, great memories. Yeah, you said you you really started reconnecting, I guess, with your roots and you know family members far away whilst you yeah. were being locked up during during COVID. Um, but that's something you've continued, yeah, like in exploring more Latin yeah. music as well. Because it's like a huge world. Like um, you know, we started with a, a project with uh, Fabian with Ser Bolivar, Discoteca Tropical, but it's just been a year old, and I met him. Not long before we, we did our first party. And it was a connection that it was amazing and magical because he has taught me about so many different rhythms and so many different music that I've been feeding from that. And that also brings my, uh, my explorer uh, kind of like vibes on because I want to know more of the music that he's bringing or go more in depth of maybe finding more things that I like. So... 
yeah, it's always sort of like about discovering new things. It makes it very exciting. Mainly driving each other, basically. Yes. And, and collecting <laughs> certain things. And, yeah. yeah. Um, and you, you've already started, obviously, you've just been answering that question a bit, but how much do you see your your um, collection as part of your identity? How important is that to you? Oui. This goes across, yeah, any of your records, yeah. Well, my identity, my personality is my record collection. Is is basically is versatile. Is for whatever mood you're in, there is something there. Like it's, yes, definitely that that is the full representation of me. There is different rhythms. There is different kinds of music. There is yeah, a whole variety like my moods. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you, you've, you've played on some custom-built sound systems like El Gran Mono and Honey Trap 2, I think. Yes. Um, can you tell us what that, that experience has been like? It's been amazing because it's playing through the sound of people that have built this with their own hands and their, the love that they have for music and being able to put the music that you love through these builds amazing equipment. I feel very grateful that I've been given that opportunity because not everyone is able to do that. And being able for them to say, hey, we would like you to play your music through what we have built with our hands, is very special. So I feel very lucky, um, you know, to have been part of, you know, these great memory times and I hope that there is more coming. So yeah, it's, it's very special. And um, yeah, I guess uh, I think it, I think it makes me think about um, you know like this idea of building the sound system with your hands and then holding the music in your hands. Yeah, is that a connection you've thought about? Actually, I haven't. And yeah. you know, this question that you're asking me, it was just something that I haven't thought about it. But it's yeah, there is a big connection in that because it's sort of like hands-on. <laughs> and yeah. your, and your um. You know, you just alluded to the fact you'd love to play on more like custom-built sound systems. What, 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 what is your future vision? What would you like to do with, you know, with your music and your DJing? Where would you like it to take you? What, what do you think? What, what are some future ideas? And Oof, travel the world. <laughs> like, what else do you want as a DJ? Travel the world, and not because you want to go and be like, oh, I want to make money. No, I want to go and listen to more different music. I want to be able to go to mil to crates and be like, oh, I found this special tune. Be able to get your hands on things that maybe other DJs might not want, but for you is something special that you have found. Or, for example, um, I went to Melbourne um, last time I was there for El Gran Mono that they invited me. And I was running the record shops, and then I found this record from Dipini, Delia Dipini, and I've always wanted to own a record from her. And I owned the, and I found the record that was with the best hits. Like how random can that be to find a Bolero record of the best of Dipini in Melbourne? <laughs> so it's like, it, it's, I wanna find those records. So they must be everywhere and scattered around the world. So I'm ready to go and get them. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very nice mission. And Speaking of records that you've dug up, um, you, you, you told us already what you played, a Bolero track. Yes. Um, can you tell us a bit more? Do you want to grab that record and tell us a bit more For sure. about why you brought this particular... Uh, this one because it's uh, from Alfredo Linares, and this record was actually presented and introduced to me by uh, Fabian Ser Bolivar, 
because he played the song Cool from it. And I was like, wow, this is a cool song. And then when I went to Colombia, I was able to find uh, this record. I was like, I'm going to buy it. So I purchased it. And then I found that there was the song that I was that I just played called Extraños en la Noche. And that is a song that reminds me of my dad playing it and my parents looking at each other when he was playing. And that's just a really mem good memory of it. So that's why I chose it, because it was a great find that was introduced by someone special. And that there is a song there, which is a Latin song of Frank Sinatra. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's got a big connection with it. And um, you brought another, because I asked to bring a couple of records. Can you yes. tell us about the next, another record and, and, and put it on? We can probably hear two, but let's okay. let's just choose one to start let's with. Let's choose one to start with, and I actually got this one from you. Yeah, true. Because I've been <laughs> wanted this record for such a long time, and then you got it, and I was like, please, I would like a copy. Like there was no doubt about it, and it's like a lowrider cumbias from Turbo Sonidero, and I really love this because it's a combination of what I love, cumbias and lowrider soul. I've been collecting soul for longer than what I've been collecting Latin music, so to be able to have this in my hands, this great project, it's sort of like, it mixes both of my connections in music, Latin and soul music. So I'm going to put, a, you know, um, Sonríe, Llora, which is, you know, smile now, cry later. So, um, you know, I've put this before in parties and people are like, why is she putting smile now, cry later? And then when the cumbia, you know, hits, everyone's like, woo. So <laughs> it's like, it's one of those sort of like surprise. Smile now. Cry 